Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Talk So Much podcast. I'm Carla. And I'm Emily. And I'm back, baby. <laughs> She's back in tan. Yeah, I am tan. Not that tan, actually. Um, Max is much more tan than I am, but, you know, I didn't get sunburned, which is really the goal of my life. Yeah. How you know you're over 17 years old. Literally, I there was people like just laying on the beach with like no. Did you want to go cover them up? Like arguably no sunscreen and no cover, and I was like, uh, "Are you going to be okay?" I'm like I don't. I'm like yeah. Oh, have you heard of skin damage? We're also just not the skin. To I think for a long time I wanted to think, oh, I tan easily. Like not really. I tan yeah. easily if I gradually spend time in the sun, like through the spring and then the like summer, wearing and- sunscreen ninety percent of the time and just getting like a tiny bit of. Cold. Well, what I'm thinking of is like in high school when I would play softball in the spring and you would, you know, spend an hour outside in the afternoon and it wasn't that harsh yet. And then by the summer, like you're not really getting burnt. You got a nice farmer's tan. You got a great (laughs) farmer's softball tan and you're the sexiest you've ever looked. (laughs) Truly. I did have to film something today that had, it was like a dress with like an kind of like off the shoulder or whatever. And it, the like strap of my bathing suit is so white right now because I wore a bunch of bathing suits that have like the same cut basically. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because in the video, it like looks a little bit more contrasted and it's like, it looks like I'm wearing a strap. <laughs> I was like, this looks like wrong a little bit because you can see the top of my shoulder. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it was just funny that I was like, this is, I'm going to look back on these videos and be like, oh, remember that? Remember when I had a little bit of a tan? Yeah. Back once we're in February and there's, ghosts again or I'm a ghost at least self-tanner yeah true <laughs> I don't know I, I don't have I know I, I, I say that I use it like two times a year I only like the ones that you don't have to wash off oh that yeah. don't get who it on has who I have one that you have to wash off and you're supposed to wear it for a couple hours like when do I ever have time to do that to like shower and exfoliate lotion self-tan wait five hours in a sweat set that you don't so you don't get this on anything right like furniture or whatever and then shower again have you seen where women do self-tanner and then they breastfeed their baby and then the baby has like brown like on their (laughs) face and like my husband keeps asking what got on the baby's face and i'm just like i don't know (laughs) like really also who's wasting self-tanner around their yeah boob literal nipple Nipple. (laughs) you don't need tan nipples okay people (laughs) I don't know what kind of things people are behave- doing. Yeah. What are you talking too much about other than self-tanner? Honestly, this is a, a lame family-related thing, but I am talking too much about our Halloween costume. Oh, my God. Emily we, became a DIY queen. We did our first family costume. Guys, it was so much more fun and less lame than I thought it was going to be. I, I've had the idea of wanting to do it since John John was born. He was born the beginning of October. So the first year he was born, he was tiny and I didn't have my act together. Last year, also for some reason, didn't have my act <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, what was your excuse? He had costumes, but they were just... Yeah, he always wears something. Like he was a farmer last year, right? Yeah, and I wore like... I was like a cow, cow kind of, but you mm-hmm. know, just minimal effort costumes, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like, that's great. Um, but this year... We kind of went all out. We did Jurassic Park, and I was Ellie Sattler. The <laughs> ask me about Ellie Sattler. She's a paleobotanist, Carla. Obviously. And Pat was the guy in it. I don't remember his name right now. <laughs> and then John, John, and Ford were little dinosaurs, and we tricked out our wagon with like this cage kind of setup that my dad. I asked him to help us with it, but he just built it himself because that's what he does. And um, honestly, ideal. It was really 
it was really cute. And it worked out so well, even though it was raining. Um, John John didn't really ride in the wagon, which I wasn't expecting. But for a while, Ford did, like a little king. Yeah. He loved it. I put um, – we have this – like antique bassinet that I had a custom mattress made for and it fit perfectly in the wagon. So it was literally like a bed yeah. in there. Ideal. It was awesome. I also decided that from now on, I'm always choosing costumes that require wearing hiking boots. Comfort. Pure comfort, Carla. Yeah. Tall wool socks with a hiking boot. <laughs> a khaki. And, sh- and a sexy. khaki short. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a UPS driver or FedEx. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you could be a FedEx driver. No, I'm thinking next year maybe I want to reuse the cage setup because that Mm. worked really well. And it actually – Ford really loves to, like, roll over very aggressively, and it kept him in. So That's great. (laughs) Ideal. Kept your rolling maybe in there. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe we'll do, like, a zoo theme next year. Oh, yeah. They could be animals. Yeah, and I can be the zookeeper and wear my hiking boots. Oh, ideal. And the same shorts. And khaki shorts. (laughs) You need, like, a button-down shirt. It's okay. Actually – you know how in college it's always like yeah. everyone's in something. I mean, I never really was, yeah, but, me, but compa- comparatively, something slightly the time I dressed up sexy. As a watermelon. <laughs> Remember that time you were a sushi roll? Yes. <laughs> that was actually after college, but true comfort. <laughs> Carla and I have never been one for the scandalous outfits, but Truly. Um, it's okay because last night I still got to be a sexy Jurassic Park girl because Ford needed to eat. And the tank top I wore happened to be a nursing tank. So I just fed him as we were walking. I was like, look, look, Pat, nothing's changed. Boob out. <laughs> Having nothing's fun. Nothing's changed. <laughs> You're like, I don't wear sexy color costumes for Halloween, but there was some time that my boob was out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was never me. It was always, um, you know. Other people, right? Uh, other friends of mine who were really enthusiastic about free drinks yeah <laughs> i was gonna say emily used to come home from college her whole freshman year with like beat up knees and she'd be like blah 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 you know fell and i was next to them and then i fell and we were like mm-hmm, that sounds reasonable <laughs> okay that probably just sounded horrible what you just said beat up knees like you'd always have like scabs on your knees <laughs> Oh, I don't mean – okay, you would just wear heels out at – okay, this is this is all taking a turn. This is taking a turn. I know. I, you would fall in heels a yes. lot, and you would say that it was because someone dragged you down. Apparently. Well, I'm not going to name any names, but there were definitely some people dragging me down. You know who you are. But yes, I would – like, I'd go out in heels, which is hilarious. The one time I went out with heels in college – you had to walk like five miles to go anywhere at Maryland. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd wear heels. I don't even know why. And then, you know, have one or two beverages <laughs> and get, you know, silly and start running around and being a, yeah. Yeah, I wore, not, heel- not I wore heels one time and literally walked back to my dorm to change my shoes because I ripped, I fell and ripped my jeans, like the knee of my jeans. I, See, you know. You yes, know. but I only did it once. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Some yeah. of us didn't. Anyway. Don't worry. She so figured out hiking boots That's now. my wholesome <laughs> Halloween story. <laughs> yeah, hiking boots are the way to go. If you're in college and you're going out for Halloween or really going out for any reason. Just wear your hiking just boots. Just wear your hiking boots. It's birth control. It's <laughs> comfort. Good arch support. These are These are things that matter. Perfect. Okay. What have you been talking too much about? <laughs> I think I've been talking too much about uh, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous. Emily's Emily has a little green green 
with envy vibe at the moment. No, I'm just kidding. I am. It just looks so beautiful. It's really beautiful. So we went to the um, like 30A area of Florida, which is honestly, we just found like cheap flights and then I found a cheap Airbnb last year. And so we just went because I was like, I, when we went to Hawaii, we were like, this is so fun, but this is too far to fly on a regular basis. Also way too expensive. So we were like, we need to find somewhere that's like on the East coast that we can go mm-hmm. for like beach trips. And, um, so we went last year, loved it. This year we decided to go again. Last year we booked it really far in advance because like I said, I found cheap flights. This time I booked it two weeks in advance because we just couldn't get our act together. But it ended up working out really nicely and we went like right between both of our birthdays. Max's is this weekend and mine was last weekend. Um, so it was super fun and it was like – it was chilly like one or two days but otherwise it was super nice. Like, like I said, there was potential for sunburn. Um, but it, it's like not humid or anything. So it's just really nice. And the water is super clear and like green almost like turquoise. It's so pretty. And there's a lot of like great restaurants. There's not like, I, I feel like there's not like a ton to do in terms of like, you said it's pretty family friendly, right? It's very family friendly, but it's very like beach town vibe. It's not like, I guess I'm used to a lot of trips where we've gone to like Europe or something where it's like, you, there's things to see. There's nothing to like see other than the ocean. <laughs> like A lot of water. There's a lot of water. And there's like some, there, there's like cute little towns. We stayed um, between Alice Beach and Rosemary Beach, um, if you're familiar. But there's, so there's like little towns you can go to all on 30A, but there's not like, there's no history. Like literally the Rosemary Beach was incorporated in 1995, which is the year I was born. So it's not, it's not been there very long, which makes it so pretty. Everything's new. (laughs) Yeah. I bet it's so clean. Yeah. It's really clean and pretty and nice. And, um, anyway, we had a great time. So I'm excited to hopefully go again next year, maybe with our whole fam. We'll see. Yeah. We invited ourselves. Yeah. Mom's turning 60. So yeah, you have to bring all of us for her birthday. It's a blowout. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that will work. Honestly, the reason we we were like we should bring everyone is because we, the place we rented was like 100 bucks a night or something. And down the street was a house that sleeps like 13 that was like $150 a night. And I was That's like, crazy. in hindsight, it's just because it's October. It's normally more expensive. But yeah, it was one of those things that I was like, we should just... Well, what's great is it's Florida, so it's just a couple hours on a Mm -hmm. plane. So, like, even if we couldn't go for a full week. Yeah, we were talking about, like, I mean, I'm available. I I will make it work for a full week. But if – I mean, Pat, really the only one who has a job where he has to be there in person of all of us. and mom. But – Oh, I forget about her. Not during the day. Anyway. She's she's a crossing guard. Did you guys know that? Yes. She's so cute. (laughs) So it's only an hour a day, but it is in person. Anyway, we haven't even just But it's her birthday, so she has to take she off. She said she week. can probably get off. But um, we didn't even tell you guys what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about confidence. But I thought of this idea a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I want to talk about it as like more like holistic confidence. I don't know if that's the right word. But confidence in not just your body, but confidence in like yourself, confidence in your style, confidence in work. I feel like those are the places where confidence really matters. Being like assured in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like having – I feel like I came up with some ideas for each thing to increase your confidence. But honestly, it all kind of like overlaps and can be – like I feel like the the concepts are uh, not specific to the thing. So you can hopefully use all of these tips to just feel more confident altogether because I feel like that's something that people don't always talk about in like – I don't know, in like wellness and stuff. I feel like people don't talk about the fact that – just generally having confidence in what you're doing makes a huge difference for in sure. feeling good. For sure. 
feel like that's a huge part of overall feeling really like happy and inspired and not even necessarily happy, but like at ease or something. Yeah. Peaceful and not, yeah, not second guessing like yourself. On not, a, not feeling distracted by what everyone around you is doing. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like insecurity is actually the root of a lot of issues. I know for myself, like if I'm truthful, a lot of like conflicts I will get into with people, like a lot of that comes from a place of insecurity. It's not from a place of, and I feel like confidence is like the antidote to that. Yep. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah. Feeling good about who you are and knowing who that is and not being like influenced by what other people think of you or what you perceive they think of you, like having that steadfastness in yourself makes you so much less vulnerable to being, um, yeah, like just, just, swayed, just, yeah. Care, just caring so much yeah. about other people and then making you second guess yourself or overanalyze or, you know. I feel like we all know someone who's very insecure and it can feel very, like I everyone has some level of insecurity, but being around people who are really insecure can, I feel like it can kind of like bleed onto you. Like it can kind of like soak onto you. And like, so I feel like being confident not only is good for yourself, but also for the people around you so that hopefully they feel more confident and we can all be doing different things. We just like, you just want everyone to feel good doing them. Um, And I feel like that's where confidence comes from. Yeah, absolutely. I love this topic. Okay. So the other thing we could also talk about a little bit is like confidence in motherhood, which I feel like you, Emily did a solo episode last week and you talked a little bit about like tuning out some of the noise in, you know, the, I feel like the motherhood space has a lot of people talking. It's busy. It's very it's crowded. Crowded. <laughs> uh, which makes sense. I, mean, I haven't even, I, ha- what's crazy is I haven't even gone looking for it yeah. really aside from before I had John John and I wanted to take a couple classes. Like I have not sought out the mommy Instagrammers yeah. and all that. And, and so I much. still feel inundated with yes. information. So yes. Yeah. There's just a lot of people I feel like out there trying to not trying to make you more like less confident, but I feel like that can be a, um, yeah. Absorbing all this information and all these different like methods and stuff that it just ends up leaving you confused because you're being told, all these different things yeah. are the right thing to do. And you're like, wait, what do I even think? Yes. I feel like that concept translates into a lot of different parts of life. But totally, we'll get started with feeling more confident just in yourself. Like this is kind of like the overarching confidence just in who you are. Um, I think the main thing that I think is the most helpful to do to work on this, and this is – I am very much still – working on this myself. Don't get me wrong. A lot of these things. Yeah, we are not. None expert. This is just the stuff I try to remember to do when I'm feeling particularly insecure. I will will say, just to hop in real quick, though, I think both of us, especially in the last few years, have really grown Mm -hmm. in our confidence. I agree. I feel like, honestly, a lot of these things are things I've done to to work on my confidence because I did feel like, especially like post-grad, I felt like things... Confidence had really taken a bit of a toll. So the first thing I would say is to reflect and to get in touch with your intuition. And I feel like sometimes the idea of like intuition or like your gut or whatever can be hard if you are feeling very anxious or insecure because I feel like your gut can almost – like you're not sure – 
the actual sound of your own intuition. Mm-hmm. Or at least I felt that way because I'm like, my intuition says that I should uh, do nothing, hide in my house and, you know, like be afraid. Like, I don't think that was actually my intuition. That was more anxiety, <laughs> but that's how it felt at the time. <laughs> like, I just think that can kind of get confusing. But yeah, I think getting still and peaceful and actually really like taking inventory of things and thinking like what life decisions am I making right now that are coming from a place of insecurity and not what I actually want. Because I know for me, one of the things I remember specifically, this was post-grad, I was working at a job and there was a certain amount of money that I was like, if I have that in my bank account, I'll feel like secure. And I remember I, I had that amount of money and I didn't even really realize it And I was thinking about quitting that job. And I remember thinking like a couple months ago, I said, if I had this amount of money, I would feel secure. And it made me, that made me reflect on the fact that like, why do I not feel secure in quitting this job? Like, why do I not feel? Because it's clearly not the money. Yeah. Because it's clearly not the money. I feel like that's um, when you take inventory of things and see like, okay, what am I even, like, is this even, are these worries or whatever even caught up in something? Uh, There's obviously true insecurity in money or you know, safety or whatever. But yeah, I feel like a lot of it isn't founded in like reality. It's just in your mind. And I think figuring that out can be like the first step in kind of getting things moving towards more confidence. Well, I would say even before, like, I I think you're 100% right about this, but to know whether you're actually in touch with your values, it does require really like at least, okay, I'll say, like, practically speaking, I, after our brother died, um, did, I spent a few hours one day journaling and did this process. I'll have to find the website that someone else had recommended. It's, like, not a good website, but it leads you through this, like, step-by-step. Mm-hmm. And basically the idea is that it's, like, if, you know, you were going to die in 10 years, what would you want to have done by then and then on the next page it's like you're gonna die in one year what do you want to do and then the last one's like you're gonna die tomorrow what matters and it really I mean I just kind of gave it away but you should still do it because the idea is like when you're not thinking of only I don't it just helped me get so clear it helped me get prioritizing your values it, it helped me get so clear and it made me realize how many things didn't actually matter. Yeah. Um, and like you kind of, you have to know what matters to you in order to make decisions that are aligned with that. Yeah. And you can't, you can't know what matters to you without, yeah, spending the time and reflecting and like you said, cultivating that intuition to really get in touch with like, who, who do I actually want to be? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a, that's like a, Kind of like the base, the foundation of any of this is having your values and your priorities. Yeah. I'll find the website and link it in the show notes because, like I say, it's a clunky website, but I highly recommend it because you end up kind of creating a little mission statement for your life. And I will tell you, in that year after our brother had died, I literally framed it and put it next to my bed to like help me stay focused on what actually mattered when I felt so like completely disoriented yeah it's like so easy to get distracted in that phase of life yeah um the next thing i have is keep promises to yourself which i know is like i think that's what a lot of people almost equate with confidence is like having things that you say you want to do and actually doing them 
But I think that's a really important thing to remember is that you build like every day making those decisions that um, are in line with those values. Mm-hmm that builds your confidence. Like it doesn't, confidence isn't something you can just like overnight fix maybe, but over weeks or days, months, you can start to feel yourself, like trust yourself more. Yep. You like are building that relationship where you know if you say something, you say I'm going to do something. You're At least me- most of the time, yeah. you do it and you're like, I can rely on me. Yes. I don't have to rely on other people's opinions of me. <laughs> Important detail. <laughs> I think a lot of people hear this with like exercise and I feel like the sad thing is so much of this like Ugh. so much like great I think ideas end up like put into freaking like diet culture and exercise culture. But like this actually is it doesn't mean exercise. It might mean you know like putting on lotion before you go to bed. Like it might be. The- we, we love that example. We do love that example. But that idea. But like, put, like making a commitment to call your grandmother once a week and actually doing it. Right. Making a commitment to getting fresh air every day or something is like a, that's a life-giving thing that you can do for yourself. And the more you do that, the better you'll feel about mm-hmm. not only that thing, but also in your confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. The last thing I have is to actually feel your feelings, which I feel like my therapist is like, oh, interesting idea, Carla. <laughs> She's like, I feel like you got that from someone. Yeah, I feel like maybe someone told you that a couple times, 500 times. Um, I s- struggle with this still all the time, but I do notice that I just feel more confident when I validate my emotions for like in like the short term. And I don't like let them drag into longer periods of time because the more I will try to convince myself of something different, the like worse I feel, the more out of touch I feel, the more in like just like messed up. Like I feel like it feels like messy instead of feeling like, yeah, that did really upset me. And sometimes I still even think of that and think like, oh, I wish it didn't, but it did. And like the more you get over that, the more I feel like you can move forward in your life and not. Oh my gosh. Just get yes. stuck I think in that emotion. My most hated phrase is that's fine. Or it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And you're like, say it one more time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who are we convincing? Like, no, it's obviously not fine. I mean, most things in life aren't just fine. I feel like fine's a word you use for something you don't care about. Right. Or like, like you the don't- bread's fine. Like that's like <laughs> it's like of zero consequence. But if it's something that has anything to do with like people you love, things you're doing, like your life is a lot more colorful than the word fine. And I just, it seems like the more someone says, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. The more obvious it is often that they're trying to avoid what they're really feeling. Yeah. Because it's sometimes it's like just naming it it just like it gives it takes away some of the power oh, of like well, yeah, you just like being like 80% it does suck that this job or this whatever does suck and you're like okay and then you realize that you can do sucky things sometimes and yeah. feel like I can't even use the word sucky. Our mom sucky. Hate that, hates that word. Um, <laughs> we get in so like, much trouble if we I literally use that think word. it's a cuss word in my brain. Um, but you you can do things that you don't want to do but you like trying to convince yourself that you do like them. That just adds an extra layer on yeah. top that's like unnecessary. Yeah, not not required. That was the the motherhood journal I created. It's literally 
the first two parts of it are naming your emotions because they're so much less scary. If you're like, I'm, you know, so angry, it's like, that's actually, you've been angry before. Everyone in the world's been angry before. Okay, anger is like a normal thing and like that will pass. But you know when it doesn't pass is when you keep trying to deny that you're angry. Right, right. It just feels like it gets stuck inside your body. Like I'm not even that woo-woo, but I know that it just feels like if I just like need to – I'm a very – I'm a pretty like – I shouldn't say I'm a very emotional. I think that's like a – like an identity I've taken on. But I can be emotional and I feel like actually as I've gotten older, I'm more likely to cry at things even just like books and TV shows and stuff. But I – if I just cry, like if I just get it out, it it like doesn't have any power over me versus yeah. the feeling of like trying not to cry. Yeah. Which is like this worse feeling and it just feels like something's like bubbling up inside of you. Yeah. This is absolutely one I am very much still working on because I still struggle with this on an almost daily basis. <laughs> me too. Well, often it it's not until I actually take a second. I'll think like I'm just really frustrated or I'm really mad, but it's not until I take a second to like take a deep breath and actually tune in that I realize that it's some, it's more nuanced than that. Like I often, um, feel like I just, I'll, I'll think I'm angry, but it's really like, well, I'm a little stressed about this and I'm a little overwhelmed about this and I'm a little of this, but as soon as I'm, I'm a little hurt about this, I'm a little like whatever. And, but once I actually kind of sort through it a tiny bit, this is why I love journaling so much because I like, it helps me so much to see things visually. Then it's like, okay, all that makes sense. Yeah. Given what's going on in my life right now, that all makes sense. And yeah, this, this will all pass. Like I don't have to fear my feelings. Yes. Emotions and feelings aren't like, no, no one's ever been like, you've never been held in an emotion unless you sort of like. Are resisting it. <laughs> yeah, like, let yourself be. Yeah. Okay, moving on because I know we're we're chatty. Um, so the next one is body confidence, which I've done a whole podcast on, but I wanted to talk about the couple of things I feel like are the like starter pack for trying to feel more confident in your body. First one, I've talked about this five hundred times. It's taking good care of yourself, and I'll put a couple things inside this one. So. Things like going ahead and doing the doctor's appointments. This is kind of like keeping promises to yourself. Like we all know the things that make us feel our best. And I'm not talking about the, like I feel like everything everything like this you hear and it's like, well, yeah, I feel my best when I'm exercising five days a week. Okay, maybe if that's not like attainable right now, think of the like simple things. Like, okay, you haven't done your yearly doctor's appointment. Get that on the schedule move your body a little or something like that. Clean out your clothes and put some clothes that do fit at the front of your closet. You don't even have to get rid of anything. Just like move the things that currently fit your body to the main part of your closet or like one drawer or something. Um, Things like self-care. Get a haircut. Get a haircut. Get underwear that fits. Get a bra that fits. These are all like small things that you can literally like check off a list that will have lasting like effects on your confidence. The bra thing in particular. <laughs> I'm thinking of that specifically because I only have a couple bras that I really like and they're all dirty because I brought them to Florida and I literally am wearing a tank top that like has a bra built in because I was like, I I need to buy more bras so that I have more um, for when I get back from vacation because I've worn them all. 
Yeah, I think that's an important thing to actually mention, and I've found that in baby life too, where like you can want to be a minimalist, and I very much mm-hmm. in so much so many areas of my life want to be minimalist, but there's a point where it's actually very inconvenient to your life. Like you need to have enough clothes, yes. underwear, burp cloths, like leggings <laughs> to like- get through like however long it normally takes you to do laundry and plus, maybe a couple plus some. Days, yeah like get just i know get, like i realize it's money but if you're able to just get a couple extra and make your life easier in that way yeah i like to try to like like slow like there's like things you just like slowly stock up on so yeah mm-hmm. like the, the bra thing it's like i try to keep that on my radar that like every six months just like get another one because in that six months, one of them will probably need to be retired. And like, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of like keep the stash going. You've done your duty. Yes. Now you'll be put to rest. (laughs) You've worked hard. Harder than most. (laughs) No, I feel the same way though about uh, like bibs. Like with John John, for some reason, I never wanted to have like, not even I didn't want to. I just didn't buy a lot of bibs. Do you know what you go through a freaking lot of? Specifically this child. With a baby that spit up constantly? Bibs. I should have bought like 50. I know. It's so dumb. You know when you like do that, like even this is random, but like cleaning cloths, like microfibers, we just uh-huh. bought another pack of those at Costco. And I'm like, the luxury that is having them like under every bathroom cabinet and like in every laundry room and the pantry and the kitchen, like it's just so convenient. You don't yeah. have to like go find one. You just like know there are, th- there's plenty like, yep. you know, sometimes in life little, excess is great. Little pleasures. <laughs> okay. These two kind of go together, which is stop focusing on things you want to change, especially if you are feeling particularly unconfident. I think there's a lot of, there's people who really say like, just focus on, you know, that you can work out and get a better body or whatever. Like consider putting that to the back of your brain. Like consider putting the things you don't like about yourself and the things that specifically the things you don't like about yourself that you can change to the back of your brain. Technically. Yeah, technically. I know. I'm even thinking of people who like are like, oh, I hate my nose or whatever. And like a nose job obviously is not like a quick fix, but like that it is possible to change it. And you could spend your entire life or, you know, your entire 20s or whatever focusing on the fact that you want to get a nose job. Or you could just put it in the back of your brain and just like file it back there. And not that you won't maybe ever get that nose job or whatever, but if it's not in the next two months, then just just put it off your plate. Like you just don't need to Yeah, because familiar... why? Yeah, you why? don't need to have that be like a focus all the time. You don't need to I mean, even like, you know, you have wrinkles or whatever, you know, I feel like everyone and their mother is getting Botox or filler and whatever. It's like not us and our mother. No, that's true. Not us and our mother. Our mother is like, heck no. Um our and- mother uses literally <laughs> like the green <laughs> Irish spring soap on her face in the shower. And that's it, she's you guys. She's great skin. It's the shocking. other night, Carla was like, Mom, you must moisturize. She was like, meh. She's like, I no, bought her some sunscreen. I'm a little bit pudgy and it fills in the wrinkles. And that's my. <laughs> she literally has great skin. Anyway. Yes. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. But. Just like you don't need to familiarize yourself every day with the things you yeah. don't like about yourself. Like it, you just don't. You can just kind of like – like there's things about myself that I don't like and I just try to literally not think about them. I've definitely – really doesn't hurt. Embrace this with um, stretch marks. Yeah. Because literally what am I going to do? 
Like, yep, I have some stretch marks now. Okay, yeah. I can hate them or I, like they're just part I of my body I have stretch marks now. and I was never pregnant. I've never been pregnant. And that's the thing that people always say like, oh, they're just like marks from your baby and you're, they're like your tiger stripes because you're a strong mom. I'm like literally not <laughs> that. I'm not that. Not I just a mom. have them because I have a belly. And like, yeah, they fade. One, they fade over time. <laughs> Two, they're kind of going to be there. Three, they're probably not even somewhere that people like even see them. Or also, have you ever noticed someone else's stretch marks? Like, have you ever like saw, seen someone on the beach and been like, oh my God, look at their stretch marks. Like, if you have, you have other issues. Yeah, no. Because no one has ever thought about that, seen someone else's stretch marks and thought something. So I just feel like we're all the most critical on ourselves. Yeah. Try to be a little less critical. Like, you can just... You could just try to change your mindset on some of these things Mm -hmm. and be like, you don't even have to say you like it. Just don't, just like ignore it. Yeah. Just like, I'm I'm not focusing on that anymore. And then kind of going along with that, appreciate the things that you do like, which if you don't know the things you like, I saw this somewhere that was like, just go with the things people compliment you on. Like just, just like if someone is like, you know, compliments your hair or you get compliments on your hair often or you get compliments on your earrings or you get compliments on your, I don't know, your legs or something. Go ahead and just take that as something you like. You know, even if you don't know if you like it, just decide you do. Just convince yourself. Oh my gosh. I saw this girl on TikTok. She was like, I decided I was hot. And guess what, guys? Now I think I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, it. Like it's, I know that sounds like such simplistic advice, but I'm like, I just... I remember the beginning of this like whole journey for myself. I decided that my hair was great. Like I feel like some people complimented my hair sometimes. And so I just started like doing my hair, yeah. put effort into my hair. Same with like makeup. Like I would get complimented on doing my makeup. So I would just like do my makeup more. Like I, it's like instead of spending time staring at myself in the mirror and being like, oh my God, I have stretch marks or whatever. I was just like, I'm just going to put that time into doing my hair. Because that's one thing that does make me feel more confident. Like I do – I like when my hair is done. Yeah. I like when I look in the mirror and see my hair done or whatever. Yeah. Uh, people compliment me on it. I'm just going to like head down that path instead of the other one where I spend 10 minutes critiquing myself. And it it's like very valuable to just like just kind of like turn that part of your brain off and just mm-hmm. like turn a part that's like, oh, I actually like this about myself. I'm going to lean in. Yeah. Just lean into that part of your body. Um and it could be anything, but, and maybe it's like you, that's why you like go get your nails done every week or every other week or whatever, because you like love your hands looking nice or whatever. Like it can be anything, but I feel like that's, um, that's not a waste of time to like, just try to emphasize the things you do. Like, yeah, I feel like that ties in with the clothes things of being intentional about getting things that flatter the areas of your body you like most. Like if you have an hourglass shape and you like to define your waist, like make sure to get things that do that. Right. It's, it's not, it's not like frivolous or vain. Like I'm like, if you would spend that time hating your body, it's not vain to spend that time liking your body. Like it's the same amount of attention to your body. Like I think that I feel like it's almost gotten like pop, like it was kind of popular or is kind of popular to like hate yourself a little bit. And like, we don't have to subscribe to that. We don't have to like live in that mindset of being like unhappy. I feel like that's actually changed a little bit where people are a little less like that. But if you're hanging out with people who are like constantly bashing their own bodies, like tell them to get a life because really that's what you need. Like, I feel like we should like, you know, the, the, the most common credit, criticisms of your own body that come up count them up and then come up with at least that many things 
yeah. that you like about your body. Just so it's you're just at net zero. Yes. This is what's called body neutrality, which is just oh. literally – yeah, there's a word for this. So like on one end of the spectrum, there's like body – I don't know, hatred. Um, and then on the other side, there's body confidence. And then in the middle is body neutrality, which is just more so like that kind of idea of just like, I like what my body does for me. I appreciate my body for it's keeping me alive. good stuff, Scott's and it's like yeah. my, my body's like a Toyota. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's honestly, it's like what you do with most things in life. Like most people aren't like, my job is perfect. There's never anything wrong. It's like my job is great in these ways and it stinks in these ways. My house is great in these ways. My house state. Like that's yeah. just being neutral about it at some level. Like yeah. and or just realistic. Like yeah. no one thinks I think that's my second most hated phrase. What? It's perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. That's per like Yeah. Nothing nothing is perfect except for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone to, to my head. Um okay, so speaking of that, going into style. Oh, okay. These are three things that I feel like are actually like really tangible things to do. First one is if you're feeling uncomfortable, not confident in your style. We did a whole podcast last week, but these are three things we didn't two, yeah, talk two about. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We didn't talk about that I think would be helpful if you want to like put something on your to-do list to do today. The first one is get a color analysis from Create a Colorful. She's great. She will, um, that you like send photos of yourself in different colors and then she tells you your best colors. Um, it's amazing because it completely you don't have to question like what color should I get in this? You just like have a set of colors and you're like, these are the colors I look good in. And you will be shocked at how much more confident you'll feel putting on a color that is your best color compared to putting on a color that's just kind of blah on you. I love following her and seeing how people will use like different shades of makeup, specifically lipstick. Yeah. Like you think like, oh, pink lipstick, red lipstick. They're like a billion pinks, a billion reds, a billion neutrals. And her telling people what works better for them like their eyes are brighter their mm -hmm. skin looks smoother it's insane it's a real thing but also it's just this like validation and sort of like structure yeah. that can help you with shopping because if you're just feeling like i don't even know where to start this is a place that might help you be like okay at very least i'm just gonna get rid of some of the things that i know because once you see your colors you'll see something in your closet and be like that's why i don't like that like, it's not the shape. It's not the pattern or whatever. It's the color that just washes me out mm. and makes me – because I'll see stuff on someone else and be like, that's beautiful. I love mm. that. Buy it. doesn't look the same on me because of our coloring. So that's like a very – I mean, it's a, a, you obviously have to pay for it, but arguably a easy Ask thing. for it for Christmas. Yeah, ask for it for Christmas. <gasps> she does get That's cards. what I'm doing. And she also – even if you can't pay for it – just follow her on Instagram because you might find someone who looks sort of similar to you. Yeah. And then you can look at their palette and get an idea because you might already know some ideas. Or send a picture to our mom because yeah, our apparently mom this was a thing in the 80s and she used to do it for Truly. people when she worked at a fabric store. <laughs> she And that's honestly, I think that's why I realized I wanted it because my mom used to buy us a lot of our clothes. Our mom like loves shopping for us. I used to before she, Emily had kids and now she only shops for them. Rude. But before that, she would buy us clothes. We're very lucky that this is something she liked to do, specifically for like special yes. occasions. Um, and she would buy things in good colors for us. Uh -huh. And then I would just like look good in them and be like, <laughs> oh, cool. And I thought didn't think there was much to it. And then I started buying my own clothes and I was like, why do I look like a loaf? Like what happened? <laughs> Yeah. I'm thinking specifically of this like tan sweater that's like very comfortable uh -huh. and I love wearing it, but it's got like a turtleneck almost and it's just like couldn't pick a worse color on me. 
Like, I, should I dye it? Like, <laughs> I, Carla, I think you should donate it because you look like a big toe in that sweater. I love it though, guys. It's so comfortable. <laughs> we'll just wear it at home. Yeah, I, maybe maybe I'll make it like a sweatshirt for like housework. You know, yeah, for, like yeah, hang around the house. Yeah. Okay, uh, your snow day sweater. Yeah, true. The other thing is to like we talked about in the episode two weeks ago is to come up with three words for your style. I'm not going to go all the way into this because we talked about it in the last or two episodes ago, but it's just basically having three words that define your style that you use to shop and to build outfits. Oh my gosh. It's super helpful. If you have your three words to define your style plus your colors, you could go to any website and be like, click, click, click. That and then like I was going to say literally the last – piece is what we were talking about before of like kind of having an idea of what styles you generally like like I always know when I go to a website something that has like a you know a cinched waist um like a v-neck like certain styles that I just feel most comfortable in Mm -hmm. I know other people like love a crew neck top or whatever yeah like there's there's like a piece that you just like if you like it or you feel like the shape will work for you and your lifestyle Mm -hmm. that's like the three things you need to be able to shop Um, the next thing is to test things out in low pressure situations. So like when you're going to the grocery store or you're going to run an errand or something, try out wearing something that you're not sure how you feel about. I, the other couple, probably months ago, I wore like this like workout set to the grocery store with like a little like button down on top of it. And I knew leaving the house and I was like, this is outside of my comfort zone. Like this is the crop top. Yeah. It's like a crop top with like biker shorts or whatever. It was super hot that day. So part of it was like, "Eh, you know what? It's it's comfortable weather wise. But like the whole time I'm in the grocery store, I'm like pulling on the shirt and feeling really uncomfortable in it. And I was like, I'm really glad I wore this right now instead of wearing it on a day where I was like going to hang out with friends or do something I don't know, like bigger, like something, you know, mm-hmm. for longer period of time mm-hmm. or with people I knew. I wore it somewhere where I didn't know anybody and I was a little bit uncomfortable and it made me, it was a good thing to test. Like maybe I would have loved it. There's been times where obviously I've worn things that I wouldn't normally wear and then I've loved it. It's just a good time to try something out and not have it be a lot of pressure. Um, the same with even like if you get new jeans and you're not sure about them, just wear them around your house for like 30 minutes and see yourself in the mirror a couple times. Yes. Don't, don't get excited and rip the tags off. Just <laughs> wear them around for a while. But they also. They might turn out to look like the exact same jeans your father-in-law wears. And it, it then could you're going to wish you had those tags <laughs> But you also might be shocked at how much you do end up liking something because I just got flare jeans recently and. At first, it's like a very – your eyes like don't adjust to the fact that they're not skinny jeans or like a more tapered leg. But now I really like them. Like it just took a little like warming up to them. So just give yourself a little bit of time um, because you might be surprised at something you like. And then my last tip is to do – it's like I'm calling it the one thing rule where when you're trying to build up your confidence in your style, try – when you're going out or whatever, try one new thing. Don't try 10 new things at once because I feel like that's a really quick way to fail and just go back and be like, never mind, I'm not doing this. I hate this. Like try wearing one thing that's a little outside your comfort zone. See how you feel. Maybe it's shoes. Maybe it's a you know accessory. Maybe it's a different type of top or something. But try it. See how you feel with things that you already know you like wearing, like a pair of jeans that you already like and a pair of shoes you already like wear a off-the-shoulder top or something. Everything else is comfortable fits you feel good in it so you're just changing up one thing at a time that's so smart I feel like that's a helpful way to kind of and then you can you know build off of that but 
I think sometimes you think you have to get like a whole new outfit and you don't. You can just start really small incorporating things and you'll build up your confidence in trying new things and feeling like, you know what? Because at this point, it's funny. I feel like doing this. At this point now, I'm like, I could wear anything out. And like at some level, I don't really care. Like I – You've had like exposure therapy of being like, (laughs) I need a picture in this outfit. So also this is a very casual family dinner and I'm in like a gown. Yes. Also like (laughs) – I'm laughing because we're going somewhere tonight and I was literally like, should I wear these <laughs> amazing? I love them. I always wide know. leg velvet pants. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to a movie. <laughs> I always know when she like comes walking in the door and she has this look in her eye and I'm like, we're doing photos and videos of this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Also, Which exposure- I'm thrilled. I'm always so happy to help you with, but it is, it's really funny where I'm like, I don't feel that's bad. It's a little bit formal to babysit in, but okay. <laughs> I wore this like white shirt to John John's birthday party because I needed a picture in it. And I was like, this is what you wear to a two. I'm like a the- toddler with a chocolate cake. Great. Good idea. <laughs> with a bright white shirt. Um, I also, exposure therapy is also putting your outfits on the internet because there's oh, 100,000 yeah. people giving me their opinion. And let me just tell you, they're not all nice. That's <laughs> no, fine, but. That like will yeah. If you want to just break yourself down and build yourself back up, just put yourself on the internet. But you might get some really great sugar daddy offers. I do just st- in case. I, this I literally thing with was, Max look- I was out. looking at like comments the other day. Max was sitting next to me, and one of them was like, "Marry me." Max was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." You're like, "Well, tell me more." I'm like, "Max, I have other suitors. I have other options." <laughs> Uh, okay I can talk about I can joke about that because I have a lot of confidence in my relationship (laughs) I thought about talking about confidence in relationships and I was literally like I start dating someone at age five I have nothing to add to that conversation I've literally never had any reason to not be completely confident so if you don't know Carl and Max started dating in high school and yeah are married now yeah like 12 years ago Yawn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. Literally, I don't know. I probably shouldn't tell the story on the podcast, but Max and I were joking about if we ever got divorced. It was obviously a joke. And Max was like, well, it's fine, but I'm still going to family vacations. I'm still going to the lake. He's like, I don't care. (laughs) And literally, I said that to my parents last night because we were talking about that. And my parents were like, yeah. Like, they were just totally in I Yeah, Max is as much my brother as... I am your sister. You are at this point. Like, he's literally... I watched him grow up. I was at his Eagle Scout ceremony, guys. Like, <laughs> I remember when you guys were just dating in high school and you'd been dating for a few years. Yeah. Number one, I was like, can you imagine if you guys got married? Your name would be Carla Kylie. That is so funny. And here we are. And here we are. But the other thing, too, I remember saying to Max, I was like, Max, you know... If, Car- if you and Carla break up, it's just going to be really awkward when she starts dating someone new because, like, you're still going to be at everything. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Max was like, my family – you're like, your family will pick me. I'm like, honestly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's definitely for sure with Pat, so. Yeah, Pat's the same way. There's, like, no – there's no going back. Like, these – yeah. Um, okay, the last piece of confidence I want to talk about is work. Because this is actually one I feel like I have struggled with, not in like feeling confident putting myself on the internet for some reason that I'm fine with, but feeling confident in like my path or like feeling confident in like I'm making the right decisions right now for like my future self. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, truly, I'm not sure. No pressure. I'm not sure how to like fix that myself because I'm still working on that. But I was going to talk about a couple things that I feel like have been helpful in terms of just feeling more confident, especially like... Emily and I both um, 
well, I used to, but now she, whatever, we shoot weddings sometimes um, with video and photo. Um, and we just shot one a couple weeks ago. And some of these things I feel like are the things I think about when I'm about to do some sort of big work event or have something um, like special coming up with work. Can I, do you mind if I just share one like overarching idea yeah. with this? Guys, I don't know if anyone has told you, as it turns out, there is no race. There is no race. Gasp. Like, with work, really with anything in life, you're not actually in a race. Why are we so conditioned to believe that we are? Like, I, it's not a conscious thought, but I definitely feel like life is happening too fast and I have to, like, keep up. That's you know? been one of the biggest transitions of having kids now is feeling like things – I'm somehow falling behind, which like I'm not at all. I've just substituted in something else that's like way more important to me. But the like validation that work brings yeah, and just this feeling of like if I'm not doing everything I can, somehow there's some behind. Which like the level of doing everything like that, like that goalpost continues to get moved. Oh, completely. Also. Yeah. Because that's what, yeah. That's what I mean. It's just you're not actually in a race. Like, it's like even if it, it takes a week, if it takes a month, if it takes three years. Like Yeah. I, I do think there's – and social media I think in particular is a very big – it like preys on this feeling of like you're not doing enough. You're not posting enough. You're not yep. doing – like there's – I mean honestly that's a lot of industries. I shouldn't even just say because I feel like the wedding industry is that way and being like – Book more, get more, have associate shooters, have like, like it's all the, oh my God, every business thing that's like, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's not true. Not true. No. Not true, guys. Like. Like if you're not growing, you're maintaining. Most people. And that like might be the perfect place for you to be right now. Or it might be good for you to be taking a step back. Like it might, that might actually, especially, I feel like we're coming obviously from this perspective of like having businesses that are kind of like. In some ways, lifestyle businesses where they, like, let us do the things we want to do. Like, Emily, stay home with her kids and stuff like that. That's very – I was talking to my mom about this last night, actually. Like, it's kind of hard because it's very open-ended as to not only just, like, how much money you'll make, but also in, like, how much work you want to do. Like, there's people who do the same job as me who work a lot less, and there's people who work a lot more. And trying to mm-hmm. figure out that balance for yourself – because it's it, hard. It, it feels like it becomes this question of morality. Mm-hmm. Like I've literally like, oh my gosh. Yeah, this could be a whole freaking episode. But figuring out like, okay, I'm so privileged and fortunate to be able to stay home, but I really like working. So what's that right balance for me? And as they grow, how is that mm-hmm. going to change and adapt? And now I have two. And like almost being like this sounds, this I bet this will make – someone like want to throw up but sometimes being almost jealous of not having as many choices because it can be so overwhelming trying to like quote unquote get it right and I feel like that ties in with the race feeling of like but if I'm not you know doing things in the best way now am I going to regret it in a few years and like as much as I want to be totally focused staying at home like I could also be kind of building something right at the same time and how much do I put into that like Right. And like, what are you willing to sacrifice for all of it? And like, it, mm-hmm. and every week things change. I mean, I think Emily both, Emily and I both just came off of a, you particularly, but like a s- month where we, there was like sickness. And I'm like, I literally feel like I'm like oh, yeah. shocked when I'm sick and I like 
I'm not as productive as I, I usually I did not am. account for this. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, this can't be. And it's like, literally, who, what, what, most of the time, like half of the work I'm doing is a self-imposed deadline. Like no one is even, <laughs> but like they are, it's, I'm like, it's my blessing and a curse that I'm very willing to like, you know, I will like hold myself to a high standard, but it's also a curse because. Well, we've also had a job and what we saw growing up with our parents owning their own business is the harder you work, the more you may, I don't even want to say like successful because I don't, making money does not make yeah. you successful, but the harder you work, the, you pretty much see that immediate yes. payoff. Like the harder you work, the more weddings you book, the more money you bring mm-hmm. in, the, you know, like slowly your clientele becomes more and more higher end. Like these things feed themselves. And yeah. so when you are in charge of that, it can be really hard to keep it. Yeah. Um, I feel like this just ties back though to that feeling of like, but what, what are your true values? Like if you're able to choose, if you're so, so lucky to be able to choose, I feel like everyone, at least in a few areas of their life, has the like flexibility to decide how they want to handle it. If you don't take the time to figure out what matters most to me, you end up, I, I feel like there's this void that ends up being filled by the opinions and just norms of the people around you and like society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes you actually figuring out like, oh, wait, no, this is what matters to me, but I have to actually like follow through on that. Yeah. And that's kind of what the tips I have for working are things about like, like. Was that a good segue? Yeah. <laughs> My tangent? Yeah. No, I was going to say like, I almost hate to say this because I've told myself this so many times and at some level it, it's never, but I was saying like trying to have a reasonable schedule like a schedule that does allow for some flexibility I've been actually I was thinking about this at the beach that I was like I for a while I didn't do like work like I didn't schedule things for Fridays and that was a really nice fit for me because it gave me a day to do a lot of the life stuff that I I do handle for our family and um errands and to be able to because I have this job be able to like bring a meal to someone or do something like that and I was like that's that is a value to me is to be able to like be available because I am often available or like if I need to move something from during the week, I can do it on Friday. So like not scheduling something for every single day of the week and being, remember you used to go babysit granddad. Yeah. I used to help my grandmother sometimes. And like that was, it was so nice to be able to say yes to stuff like that because I am in a phase where I don't, a lot of my cousins have kids and stuff like that. So they weren't available. And I was like, it's, I like, I'm happy to have that time but if I schedule it's sort every- of like the point of the job yes, a little bit. Yeah. That's the thing is like I'm like that I need to figure out and just because it's a comfort to have know that like, oh, if I don't finish this, I can do it on Friday is yeah. like a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, the second thing, which is something my therapist taught me, was to prepare, not worry. She would talk about like productive worry, which would be like, okay, for before a wedding or whatever, she would be like, I would just could get caught in my thoughts and be like, I'm going to not do a good job or I'm all stressed. What if I forget something? And she'd be like, the only thing to do about like specifically like forgetting something or whatever is like pack your camera bag, double check a list, like make a list and double check it. Like actually do something with your hands with that worry, like actually be prepared instead of just like be worried, but not actually be packing your camera bag either. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've tried to remember that in a lot of my life of like, if I have something coming up that I'm nervous about, I'm like, okay, let's make sure I have my outfit together. Let's make sure I have like my bag packed. Let's make sure I have like whatever paperwork I need. 
because you end up feeling so much better once you are like everything's set out and you're like, okay, this is all I can do to prepare. Like there's not, I can't ensure that everything's going to go smoothly tomorrow, but I'm like as prepared as I can be. And that's like all I really can do. I feel like that's helpful in a lot of aspects of life, but specifically with work things. I think of that all the time. Yeah. My my therapist is a, is a gem, truly. I should be paying her too. <laughs> Carl and I really, we get the benefit well, of double. We go to the same practice, so you probably are kind of paying her. Yeah. <laughs> well, different, we see different D- people. people. But my therapist owns the practice, so I'm just saying. And we we for sure signed off for our therapists to be able to talk to each other because yes. we're like, yeah, no. Save us Whatever's going to make this more efficient. Literally. We're like, that will definitely cut down. Um, I don't think they really do though. I know. Maybe they did like right after Jack died, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, they can. Yeah, it's allowed. <laughs> um, okay, and the last thing was just trying to set your expectations of like this is a specific example, and it's something I've obviously been thinking about is about my dress line because, especially with social media, well, just in general, you hear a lot of like success stories. You also hear a lot of nightmare stories, and it's easy to think those are the only two options. Like it's either going to sell out or I'm going to sell zero. Also selling out can be there were two available well, and they're both gone. That's the thing. It's all a little bit of a, like, I feel like social media in a lot of ways can be a little bit of a, uh, a lot of a smoke and mirrors. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also the stories of failure, like there could be a lot more to that too. Like you yeah. don't know the situation people are in. Um, and at some level you just have to make like the best guess you can make. And that's honestly, this dress line has been the most, um, like outside of my comfort zone business like there's with wedding stuff there's a lot of content there's a lot of people already doing it so you're just kind of doing the same thing someone else has done in like mm-hmm. maybe a slightly different way but pretty much the same way mm-hmm. this is something there is not a roadmap laid out in front of you and everything there's a million choices a million options a million things to figure out and it, I was really nervous about this feeling of like, I don't want to be so disappointed if it doesn't go well. And I actually did get to talk to someone who is in this business and talking to her and just honestly giving myself some time to really like process it. I realized that I was setting my expectations to be like, literally, I'm going to fail or I'm going to succeed 100% sell every single thing I ever made. And those are both not likely to happen. Like truly, it's I'm not likely to fail, but I'm also not super likely to sell out of everything. And that's okay. It would be a little weird to think your first time you try something, you're perfect at it. Well, off the bat. yeah. If failing is anything but every single dress being sold out within 10 minutes, like what, what standard is that right. setting in your mind? Yeah. I also thought about, which I thought was interesting of like, what I would have nowhere to grow. Like I'd have like what that would almost, in some ways that would almost feel and I think that then that pressure would then be for the next one. Well, like, I have to sell it again. Like it would be worse if you don't sell. Like, yeah, you just kind of have to like see things for what they are and be like, it's there's no way to guarantee this anyway. Yeah. So spending a lot of time and energy, the, honestly, the same thing with like worrying about something like that or just preparing and doing the best and then be, doing the best you can and being like, I did the best I can. At the end of the day, that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, and. This translates so much into motherhood because there, I will catch myself just being like, oh, I just wish it was quiet and peaceful in here, like in our house or when we're driving somewhere or something. And then I'm like, Emily, okay, let's think about this for a minute. Right. You have a two-year-old 
and a five-month-old that doesn't take a pacifier. They're strapped in the car. They're hungry. They're tired. Whatever. Is that a reasonable expectation right. that it's like peaceful and I'm just going to like listen to what I want to listen to and someone's not going to be screaming, baby shark in the back? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. And it doesn't make it more comfortable, but it does make it a lot more like this is, this is what, this is in line with what I actually yeah. should be expecting at this point instead of. It's like developmentally normal for you as you're with your children and me as a new business owner. <laughs> <laughs> with your baby. With my baby. <laughs> No, but it that comes up so like all the time because yeah, especially with a toddler like, whew. yeah, it's like emotional warfare sometimes. Yeah, it's it's just not uh, it's not so cut and dry. But I also think that can yeah, it makes you feel more confident in knowing that like yes, it this does. is like a normal feeling. Like this is an expected, a normal expectation. This is a normal feeling, and I'm like dialing back my expectations to actually fit my situation instead of the expectation being the ideal scenario. Yeah. 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 It also like doesn't give you any time to be pleasantly surprised because it's like you, like if you're expecting to like in my case, expecting to sell out, Mm -hmm. then it almost like wouldn't even like, I feel like in some ways that would almost also be disappointing because there's like nowhere. Like that's just like par for the course. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what I wanted and was expecting to happen. And so it did. And yeah, but if you aren't and then it goes really well. I literally, this is so funny talking about this also because I like talking about smoke and mirrors. I literally saw someone who was selling merch that is, was printed after you ordered it. So it was not sitting there ready to go. It was like printed because it took like a week or two to get it or a couple weeks. And they were like, yeah, we sold out. And I was like, you literally can print as much as you want. Of I mean, yeah, I guess how, maybe they have like some amount of restriction or something with like number of subjects. But I'm like, that's like a pretty like you. You're printing them after <laughs> like that kind of like you can say you're selling out. You could literally tell yeah any number and decide oh that's sold out. Like you can just decide, which is fine and like good for you. Do whatever you want. But I just well, think that same, remember it was the same thing when we did a lot of weddings where mm-hmm. someone can decide how many wedding dates they're taking on. They could only be shooting two weddings, one wedding that year. And then they're like, I'm totally booked. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you are, but yeah, some I people are like shooting it kind 40 of, weddings. kind of implies that you're working every weekend or that you've, you have 40 clients that you're working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's funny because we've never been photographers or videographers that shot 40 weddings a year or whatever. But I remember us – I remember specifically both of us. Like we worked together one day and we were like, let's say we're only taking on two more weddings for the rest of the year because we just didn't want to take any more on. And it's like the idea of like a scarcity – like that's a business concept. But I feel like it's like gotten a little out of hand because, yeah, everyone wants to have said they're sold out. Everyone wants to have said they're booked, fully booked. Everyone wants to say – Yeah, it makes you sound really in demand. But it's not a true picture. Right. Which is, yeah. It's just something for you to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. But that type of thing does mess with your expectations. Yeah. Because if if you're hoping to book 40 weddings and someone else says they're fully booked, but they were only planning to book one and you you don't know that, you're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. They're shooting 40, you know. Yeah. Until you realize, like, "Mm, (laughs) we might have different parameters. Yeah. Um, can I just throw one last thing yeah. in there? I feel like I don't even know exactly how to say this, but I think that a lot of confidence comes from kind of what we were talking about in the beginning, like 
connecting back to yourself and through that connecting to like that deeper part of yourself, your intuition, your inner voice, whatever you want to call it. And through that feeling connected to something bigger than yourself, like confidence in knowing that your life is on a path. You don't know how it's supposed to go, but you are on a path and it's not, not everything is up to you. Like you are, you are doing the best that you can. You're living like the intentional as intentional a life as you can, but it's not entirely up to you. I find that so freeing because it's like, if you make mistakes, if you handle things well, it's sort of like all part of it and everything is like teaching you something and just feeling like almost like you're not like alone in it. Like everyone is here doing their best and no one knows like where they're going. If, if someone claims they know exactly (laughs) where their life is going and they have this like one, five perfectly planned out 10 year plan, like, no, you don't like stuff happens. Yeah. Truly. I feel like even like, I think of this in terms of like a spirituality or a, you know, religion or something, but even just, I feel like the, you even, it's like, you can't, um, you can't see this more clearly in like the world's biggest tragedies and the world's like biggest, like I'm thinking like, like Jack dying is something that like no 10 year plan would have ever put on it, would have ever thought accounted for, accounted for. And it's been one of the most life-changing thing that ever happened to me probably the most life-changing thing that ever happened to me. And the same thing is true for kids where like you could have the best of intentions and your kid could have totally, there's actually a woman on TikTok who has a baby who she posted a video like crying being like, she's this colicky baby that has all these issues. And she's like bounce. If you guys have seen the TikTok, it was like mega viral, but she's like bouncing on a ball because that's the only thing that would calm him down. And I'm just like, you can't know that that's the baby you're getting. Like some people like literally come home with a baby that will like sleep eight hours or, you know, 18 hours a day. And it just like, you can't predict any of these things. And there's so much that's uncertain that you can't like manhandle to make work for you. You're not in control. Like you have so far less control than you think you do. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that like as hard as things might be, things are unfolding for you. Yeah. For you. They're not like happy. I mean, this is, I know I realize we're in a very privileged position, but to say that things are unfolding for you instead of happening to you as like a victim of your life, just at least to me gives me this like inner faith that like it's all working out. I'm learning what I need to learn, even if this is really uncomfortable or sad or hurtful or upsetting. And it just makes me feel a lot more confident because it's like, I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Everyone's going to make mistakes and everyone's going to have some amount of regret, whether it's big or small, you're not going to, no one's doing life perfectly anyway. No. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was fun to listen to and maybe a little bit helpful. Um, maybe we'll do a poll on our TikTok or our Instagram or something with like tips that you guys have for being confident. Yeah, I would um, love to because know. Because I'd love to see more um, about this. But well, yeah, we're definitely still a work in progress in this area. Absolutely. I think we'll be doing confidence episodes for the next <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you next week. <laughs>